Kenichi, everybody, and welcome to Talking Anime, the hashtag best worst anime podcast around. Roll the theme music! <laughs> everybody and welcome to talking anime i am the half host co-host i can say that now because ladies and gentlemen i am introducing you to the new co-host to talking anime sky oh, sorry was i supposed to say something oh yeah go nuts say something i was not ready for that hey guys <laughs> <laughs> glad it's to be here. Good. It's all good. Yeah, glad to have you officially on board. So, Sky, tell us a little bit about yourself. Ooh, a little bit about me. Well, I am very big into anime. Uh, super hyped to get into the whole podcasting scene. And, yeah, just uh, raring to go. Awesome, awesome. So I'm going to ask you some questions, Sky, just so everyone can get a little li- a little bit of a taste of, you know, who you are and what you're going to bring to the table of talking. Sounds about. good. So first, first and foremost, favorite anime. Ooh, okay. So favorite anime. For a long time, it was uh, an 11-episode show called Anohana, but recently... I'm going to have to go with a movie by the name of Weathering With You that I watched for the first and second time uh, a couple days ago. Nice. Yeah, we're uh, eventually going to review that on the show as well. I just have to uh, get around to actually sitting and watching it. Yeah, I can't wait. So that that's going to be lots of fun. So, Sky, who is your number one waifu and husband? Okay, my number one waifu. This one, I'm going to have to go with Hitagi Senjukahara from the Monogatari series. As if anybody knows me, which uh, you might if you're in any Discord servers that I'm a part of, um, you might know that I'm really big into my Sundere characters. And um, Senjukahara's got all the best parts of every single Sundere kind of combined into one to be the perfect waifu package. So... And, uh, ooh, hold on. Husbando. Um, I don't know. I'm, I, you know what? I'm going to go with a character by the name of Masaomi Kita from Durarara. He's just all around, just the, the best boy, honestly. So, this, this question I usually tend to ask when I have um, guests on. So I thought I'd ask this. What was your gateway into anime? What was the the anime that you watched that brought you into this world of anime? Okay, okay. Well, 
like a lot of people, I started off with Pokemon. I'm sure most people have that as their first answer, but mm, I'd say the the early ones are definitely Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh as you know expected. Um, but probably the first one that really um, made me want to watch more, other than like Naruto, would probably be Sword Art Online. That was the one that really, after watching it, made me be like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I want more of this. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've talked to my, uh, my, I think it was my first episode I did of this. Like, mine, personally, my first anime was, like, Dragon Ball Z. And, um, you know, growing up in Canada, we had, uh, I, we had, like, uh, our, I guess, Toonami kind of thing was, uh, a TV channel called YTV, which was, like, youth television. And it would show, like, all these, uh, random cartoons that were like Canadian based and then we had a couple American American cartoons and um, every morning before I went to school I used to watch uh, Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z and then for a little bit they used to have it on there was Dragon Ball GT but um, they never it went away after a while and I think it was replaced by Pokemon and that was also I guess my third anime that got me into anime but, like, honestly, like, the thing that really got me into watching it was, like, Dragon Ball Z. So, Sky, what is the worst, and I mean the utmost worst anime you have seen to date? So, objectively worst, like, looking at it from, like, a critical standpoint, or something that I just hated on a personal level? Because I, pro- I think I have both. Yeah, I give, I give us both. Okay, hold on. Objectively worst. I'm gonna start with the other one. The one that I just hated with a passion for no reason is a movie called Fireworks. Um, <laughs> it's 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 a Studio Shaft film that came out. I don't remember. Probably somewhere around 2018, somewhere around there, and I was really excited for it. It's a it's like a time travel esque. Uh, anime film. I was really hyped for it. I watched the trailer and I saw it and I was like, you know, this this is going to be good. And then I watched it and I could not have been more disappointed. It was so lacking in like a plot that made sense and characters for me to care about. I honestly just like I, I, I rated it a 1 when I finished it and I ne- never want to watch it again. <laughs> Yeah, I know that that's that's the way I feel with um that um Helter plus uh, Skelter plus Heaven or whatever. Oh, Skelter it was Heaven. That was Yeah, that was a brutal brutal anime to watch. Like when when I did the Spirit Breaker about it and I literally said that never watch the show or never watch this OVA, I really meant never watch it because it has the worst animation. The story was incohesive and stuff like that. It was just it was just such a horrible anime. So, what is your other worst anime that you've seen? Hold on, let me look it up on Mal real quick. I wanna, I wanna have the definitive answer of the worst one that I've seen. <laughs> yeah, no, cause I think I gave Heaven Skelter a one on Mal and it's the only only anime on Mal right now that has a one for me and I have a feeling that it's just gonna 
that pile is just going to grow and grow. Yeah. Oh, so probably the worst one I've seen is <laughs> it's called Kashimashi Girl Meets Girl. It's from like 2006 <laughs> um, by Studio Hibari. I've never heard anybody talk about this show. I stumbled upon it several a couple of years ago and it made the plot made absolutely no sense and it's clearly just <laughs> the whole thing is just pandering. I I think I dropped it after episode 1. What I remember from episode 1 was it was like this boy, right? And obviously he's got like two like two girls as his like best friends and then like an alien ship crashes into him. And almost kills him, but to save his life, turns him into a girl, and it just, like, goes from there. And I was so just, like, uninterested by everything that was happening that I... <laughs> I hate that show. <laughs> girl meets girl. Don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, no, I... Like like I said, I think the only really bad, like, anime that I've seen is... Is the, the Heaven Skelter, because I normally, I normally give everything a... When I start a show off, I usually start off with like a seven. I give it like you know close to middle of the road, uh, you know, rating, and then I usually give it a final number at like the very end of watching whatever it was. And yeah, there's there's only been a few times that something's gone over like a, a seven for me personally, and that's like Dragon Ball Z just because of nostalgia. Um. Pokemon because of nostalgia and then like then I'm watching stuff like Demon Slayer for example and Demon Slayer is just uh I could go on and on on a future episode of Demon Slayer but yeah um hmm what else could we ask you I'm down for whatever hit me with your questions I'll answer them let's go Is there an anime or that you haven't watched yet that you're excited to watch and talk about on the show? Who? Um possibly um most of the time if there's something that I'm really interested in, um if as long as it hasn't come out yet, I will um usually go out of my way to watch it. So there's few things on my backlog that I really want to see, but um, in terms of stuff that hasn't come out yet, I really am excited for some of the some of the sequels, the new seasons that are coming out in just a couple of days. Like B Star's second season is definitely one I'm excited for. Oh, I know, I'm excited for that one too. And ooh, I I heard that there's there's a show uh, called Inspector that came out earlier this year and the second season was announced and I'm kind of kind of really excited for it. It wasn't the show itself wasn't anything too special, but the uh the main girl is my like my second like top waifu of all time. She's absolutely amazing. So that's mostly why I'm really excited for that to come out and I'd love to talk about that show sometime. Inspector, great. Yeah, I'm I I'm, I'm always down to check it out. So yeah, with that being said, I believe we will cut to a commercial break, and then when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about 
Bo Fury. See you guys when we return. Quo, Nichiwa, everybody. Thank you for listening this far. It is time to promote some people. And the first and foremost is Anchor.fm. For as low as free, you can sign up to Anchor.fm and use their website to release your own podcast on every platform. For as free 99, you can go onto their website with a microphone of your choice desktop microphone, USB microphone, all those, you can record your episodes and use their editing tools on their website and upload your own podcast. But if you are like me, well, guess what? They have a fix for you. Do you like using third-party web or programs like Audacity or Reaper, all that fun stuff? Well, they have an uploading tool that you can upload your own episodes edited your way through whatever program just by uploading a file like every other uploading website. Anyways guys, if you want to get paid, there's monetization where you can get paid to do your podcasting. Man, what a great value for free. Now, the second thing I want to promote guys is the Patreon account. Patreon.com forward slash talking anime where you can support the show for as little as one dollar a month you get a shout out on the show every week going forward as long as you support us five dollars a month you get that fantastic shout out but you also get to choose myself and sky's options to what we talk about for that episode and if you have the proper recording program and everything else you can come on and join us for an episode and, again, the highest you're going to be paying is $5, and all that money, half of it will go to upgra- uh, upgrading our show, the other half will go to a charity of the month, and that is all decided upon, you know, when we have enough money. Anyways, I appreciate every single one of you, I got one more commercial, and then it's back to the show, later everybody. Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode, we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? Run all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at shonenflop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Talking Anime. Before we get on to talking about some other things, I want to promote the Discord. Um, so, as a lot of people may or may not know, uh, the show has a Discord. Um, I've been really bad for promoting it, <laughs> which is, you know, all on me for that. So, <laughs> as of every episode, I'm going to try and promote the Discord. Uh, the link is going to be in the link tree, but I'll also have link in the show notes too. Uh, come and join myself, Sky, and a couple other people. Uh, we got the anime bros in there, and we got, I believe, uh, Matt from Otaku Melan- or Melancholy's on there as well. And yeah, we're slowly, you know, building our our empire of talking anime. Slowly um, but surely. In the, in the next couple episodes. Exactly. Um, 
I got some guests working on guests lined up for the next couple episodes or future episodes. Uh, Going to be working on a new intro song as well because, uh, you know, 2021, it's new podcast, new year. So why not start it off with a bang and get a new theme song in there? Um, yeah. So before we get into talking about Bo Fury, Sky, what are you currently watching anime wise? I am currently watching a, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a pretty standard, uh, harem show called the asterisk war, uh, came out back around, uh, 2016, uh, 15 or 16, I believe, um, made by a one pictures. It is basically you, you can think of it as like the very standard, um, overpowered main character amasses a harem of cute girls at a magic high school and they compete in a tournament using flashy swords with not much happening but I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would was going to because you know after so long you kind of stop enjoying that type of harem show and then I notice with myself after a while I just kind of go back to being able to enjoy it and uh, again the main lead is a uh, the, the female lead uh, is a tsundere and it's kind of hard for me to say no to that so I'm, I'm enjoying it I think I got like seven episodes left on season two and then I move on to something else but uh, not recommended but if, if you just want a, uh, a generic you know harem experience I'd say go for it Yeah, I, uh, I, I have seen my fair share of uh, harem-style anime, uh, you know, high school, uh, DXD, uh, uh, Vampire, Rosario, um, uh, what's the other one, uh, Seven Mortal Sins, which is, like, <laughs> if you want to watch, like, high school DD, but, like, amplified with like gods and stuff that's the show for you i came across it on uh funimation god a couple months ago there's no plot and i'm like because me, <laughs> me no and my plot. <laughs> that, that that's literally what it is it, it's literally no plot and it's just it makes high school dd look like child's play and i'm not talking like the horror movie i'm literally talking like uh you know disney family friendly levels of <laughs> indecency you know like uh yeah i know like the first episode is literally like you see tits like massive anime jugs and then it gets like really weird after that and it just it doesn't go it doesn't go downhill or doesn't go uphill it's just steady for what i've seen anyways i haven't finished it because i just refuse to watch it <laughs> i don't blame it's you just, it's it's too much too much almost borderline hentai levels of shit. Yeah, I, I watched like half of the first episode a couple years ago and I just said what am I doing? And then I stopped and I never looked back. <laughs> it was... Yeah, no, it was... Uh, it was bad. There's a lot better things you could be spending your time on than that. <laughs> yeah. So, in the world of anime, I am current... I have my ever-growing list of shit that I'm watching never stops. Um, I am a few episodes into uh, part one of JoJo. Um, I had to put it on hold 
because uh, my neglect to Yu Yu Hakusho was too much, and I felt the need to binge it. So um, the past couple days, I've been like sick and not going to work. So I've been using that time to catch up on what I missed, and I'm like, jeez, I'm. I think they just did the episode where it was them relaxing um, near the start of the dark, uh, the dark tournament. And um, okay, yeah, so then I'm you're probably right, right around now. where I am. I put yeah, you. I'm, I put you, Yu Hakusho, on hold right around episode twenty-six, so right before the dark tournament arc. Yeah, I'm episode. I want to say thir- high thirties. Like I'm a good chunk into it. Um, and honestly, like for a show of its time from back in the nineties, it's actually not too bad. Um, I actually used to watch it when it was on TV in Canada. Um, we used to get it like once in a while, and then I would watch it when uh, my parents acquired a American satellite, so I was able to actually watch like Cartoon Network and stuff like that. And I was watching Yu Yu Hakusho and Bleach and all that stuff. So yeah. Um, so my best description of Yu Yu Hakusho as a show is it just feels so '90s, and I'm not sure if that has to do with the fact that I'm watching the dub. But it, it like everything about yeah, it just no. kind of bleeds '90s hip energy, and I, I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. <laughs> kind of conflicted. Uh, honestly, Kurabara really makes that show for me. Um, he is probably my favorite character out of like <laughs> everybody on that show because I just love how dumb he is, and it's just, he's such an entertaining character, and it kind of doesn't help that he's also voiced by like my favorite voice actor um, in anime. Christopher Sabat? Really? Yeah, Christopher Sabat I can respect is, it. Uh, one of my... He is one of my idols. Um, that's why Vegeta is number one husbando for me. Oh, Piccolo yeah. is a strong number two. And, uh, yeah, no, um... Well, my pick is probably yeah, more we'll, basic... We'll, uh, my pick for a bit favorite voice actor is probably more basic than Christopher Sabat, so I'm not really one to talk. Um, I think eventually we might tap or we'll tap into this a little bit with a little bit of voice a- or talk about like favorite voice actors and stuff in the future. Um, oh heck yeah! So yeah, and then uh, I'm currently like midway, roughly through season two of Overlord right now, um, which is my first anime of 2021. Ooh, so nice. I started watching. I started watching it two days ago with my wife, and it's just been. We were we were gonna play some video games together last night, and it got to the point where it's like, one more episode, one more episode, one more episode, and it just got to the point. Where it's like, okay, we need to stop, go play our video games, and then we'll come back and watch it. Yeah, season I, two no, is I, really I, when it starts getting good, in my opinion. Once it gets up to the uh, the lizard people, is when it really starts picking up for me. Yeah, I'm. I'm not far after uh, they fought the lizard people and completely wiped them out. I felt so bad for them. I honestly wanted them to win. I love those guys. Oh, I, I honestly the way that it they really made it look like is that they were actually going to win, but you know. But then you remember the that the uh, <laughs> that the protagonist and all his party has plot armor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's they're overpowered for a reason, and uh, so yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm watching JoJo, watching uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, watching 
Overlord. Um, right before I got into Overlord, I just finished um, Demon Slayer. And that was on my watch list for the longest time after they announced it. Um, I was honestly waiting for the dub to it, but I'm be- I believe I'm going to rewatch it and do a sub comparison and see how it sounds with uh, the original attended Japanese voice actors and actresses. Oh, so you watched the English dub of Demon Slayer then? Yeah, I watched it with my wife. Uh, my wife's one requirement is if we're watching anime, it has to have an English dub. Mm-hmm. So when I started Demon Slayer, I almost dropped it because I thought the dub was really bad. And then after a little while, I realized that no, it's just that Tanjiro's voice actor just didn't know what he was doing at the beginning. Yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm very much a... Uh, I used to be such a dub guy. I'd watch nothing but the dubs. But after watching uh, Rent-A-Girlfriend, uh, because I started watching Rent-A-Girlfriend when it was coming out, uh, like, weekly... And it was like my again my first seasonal. If you want to know more about my take on it, I did an episode of it a while ago. Um, and yeah, that was like the first, and that was the first show too that I actually sat and watched through all the way subbed. And it just opened up the door. Um, JoJo, I'm watching JoJo all subbed because I keep getting told by everyone in the Discord groups. If you're going to watch JoJo, watch it subbed because the broken English is amazing. But the dub and is also pretty solid for JoJo's. It's not a badly done English dub, but yeah, you won't get the English if you're watching in the English version. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. Um, and then I plan on having uh, me and my wife. We're going to be watching Attack on Titan soon. Yes. But I believe that. By the time I get around to it, um, Beastars is going to be out, so we're probably going to be watching Beastars uh, Season 2. And then, uh, hopefully after I finish up Beastars, I'm going to go right into Attack on Titan. And then, yeah. I believe that, yeah, that's about everything I'm I'm watching right now. So You're watching a lot more than me. I, I usually just keep I... mine to one or two things. Um... Well, actually, there is one more thing that I can touch on because I did just watch Spirited Away for the first time. Mm. Um, I feel like I should have watched it a long time ago, but uh, yeah, I just now got around to it. And slightly unpopular opinion, I uh, I think it's a little bit over overrated, but it wasn't bad. I did enjoy it the whole way through, and uh, Chihiro is just such a little angel, so it was enjoyable to watch her just wander around through this crazy wacky world so I had fun but um it wasn't anything too special like everyone writes home to their moms about <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm 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 in the middle of watching it too I believe I'm about only half an hour into it because um I watched it and then I had to go and do something not long after starting it so that's it's definitely um something I'm planning on watching very very soon and I want to finish it all the way through Again, it's it's really hard to sit down for like two hours and watch a movie, especially because that was back in the day when show, movies used to be like two hours long. And uh, I, I mean, know, it's, I it's think... definitely on my keep going. It's de- it's definitely on on my uh, on my um, to watch and finish very soon. But uh, I, again, and for the time that it came out, like the animation is actually like still pretty crisp like if I didn't know it came out in like the early 2000s I would have said that oh it's probably like a 
2019, 2020 movie if I didn't know it came out in the early 2000s. Dude, that's something that Studio Ghibli really, really does well is make, like, making their movies just like look timeless. They just feel timeless in terms mm. of animation and everything. Because uh, Spirited Away came out in 2001. It does not look like a movie yeah. that came out in 2001. Like, you compare it to, like, a Disney movie from that time, and I feel like the Disney movie is going to feel a lot more dated than the than Spirited Away does. Oh, yeah. And, and it's crazy, too, like, that movie. Spirited Away was, like, the highest-grossing film in Japan. Like, highest-grossing animated or anime movie in Japan for... 19 plus years and it just got dethroned this year by the uh, Demon Slayer movie. Wait, didn't your name beat it for a little while? I I don't think it did because I was looking at highest grossing films in Japan. Let me just double check it to make sure. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that Kimi no Nawa topped it for a couple years up until the Demon Slayer movie. Yeah, I... I could have sworn that it was no. Um, it grow uh, in Japan. Uh, the top three movies, highest grossing films of all time in Japan, is the Demon Slayer movie, Spirited Away, and Your Name. Uh, so Your, your name, name didn't beat made, it. Like, no, Your Name only made uh, twenty five point three billion yen. Yeah, only. <laughs> and uh, Spirit Spirit Away. Yeah, I, I mean like. And then Spirit Away made like thirty one point six eight billion yen. So, and like Demon Slayer, like just edged past it, you know, to be like the highest grossing animated film. But it's, I mean, like again, nineteen years. Like, there's a reason why when a movie is that highest grossing, it hasn't been touched since. There's usually a reason why, and. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm excited for when we eventually get the Demon Slayer movie. That's going to be good. I'll have to finish Demon Slayer before then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they set right up for that movie at the very end of the show too, so. Yeah, Maiden Abyss did the same thing with the uh with the movie that came out this year for it. Mm. I I still got it. That's on my list too is uh, Maiden Abyss. Highly recommended. One of the best fantasy shows I've ever seen. So, with us talking about some great anime, why don't we talk about another really, really good anime? Well, I wouldn't say really good anime. It was it was a pretty solid mo- or uh, anime from the wonderful time of 2020, from when the anime dropped. Uh, we have Bo Fury. I'm gonna just get the name here. I don't want to get hurt. So I'll max out my defense. Uh, you gotta love so those titles this... that tell you exactly what it's about. <laughs> and, and you can tell that it's got a light novel uh, name to it because the light novels have like those like super stretched out names. But then we have like the little what everyone calls it. It's like Don Machi, right? Don Machi's got. Is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? And everyone just calls it Don Machi. So. Yeah, and with this one, everyone calls it so, yeah. Bofuri, and I'm definitely not going to try to pronounce the full title. <laughs> it's a solid sentence long in Japanese, and I, I don't really want to butcher that on my first episode. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I, tr- I try not to 
again, if you've listened to this show in the past, I have said it. I am not of Japanese heritage. I do not say the names and things properly. I don't claim to be that kind of guy, but you know, I go with it. So yeah, yeah I, we're we're talking. Oh, go ahead. No, no, yeah, no, uh, go for it. So yeah, we're talking about the uh, lovely series that ran from January eighth of twenty twenty to March twenty fifth of twenty twenty. So this this is like I I think I watched it not long after it ended. I think it was April when I first originally watched it. Um, and if anyone wants to know where you can find it, um, it's mostly licensed by Funimation, so you could probably find it on their streaming platform. Um, I'm not sure if it's on Crunchyroll. It might be. Um, it might be on Hulu. I'm not positive about that, but a lot of things that Funimation has licensed usually go to Hulu as well. Yeah. Yeah, so, Sky, tell me, when did you first come across uh, Bow Fury? Um, back when it was airing, actually. Um, I was... I had a little bit of free time, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to look at the airing shows and see if any of them are good. So I watched it weekly till about episode 7, I think, and then I um, put it on hold because I got busy, and then uh, more recently in October, I started it over and rewatched all the way through and finished it out, and I uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah, like... um. It was April because um, I would know this because I was quarantined um, back in April. Like, this is before, like, COVID went, like, bananas and basically ruined everything for everybody. Um, Yeah, I watched it with my wife. I think it was my wife picked it because we were sitting there um, going through Funimation because I think it was not long after we finished um, How Not to Summon a Demon Lord. I think we were... Yeah, not too far after that, we watched uh, Bow Fury. And we're sitting there and we're watching it, and it's like... I'm like, this isn't bad. Um, if you're a fan of Isekai's, like I am, this is definitely like one of those like really like decent ones. It's not reinventing the wheel. Uh, it's very like cookie-cutter, SAO, but without people dying and getting trapped in a game. Yeah, so I like to describe it as cute girls doing SAO things. Yeah, yeah, essentially. I I would honestly call it that. It would be cute girls doing uh, SAO things, just not dying. It has the same vibe as like a a Moe club show, if you've seen any of those. Just, you know, cute girls hanging out doing, doing club activities, only in this case the club is replaced with an MMORPG guild. I, I have seen a lot of my, my fair share of uh, club style uh, anime. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's no, it's very much a um, cute girls doing yeah again cute girls doing Sao things, definitely. Um, again, it's not reinventing the wheel, uh, but the one thing it really is different than most like isekais power fantasies, whatever you want to call it, is the fact that she's overpowered but not in the sense of strength. Like, she is very much overpowered because, again, like the title states, she doesn't want to get hurt, so she maxes out her defense. 
And that is literally what the entire show is based about, is her playing this game and getting through all these random objectives, missions, all the stuff you would do in an MMORPG kind of game. But her overpoweredness comes from her just being really durable, like a quote-unquote moving fortress. Just completely adorable and oblivious to everything and somehow just <laughs> takes out everything in her path. Like... Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, through, through my second watch, uh, one of my favorite parts in the show is I believe it's during the first event and she just wiped out some a couple guys. This dude literally runs up behind her with a mace and bonks her over the head and she literally just turns around and goes oh and then eliminates that guy yeah but she was so polite about it too and I love it Yeah, <laughs> she's it literally was, like oh well at least you tried really... <laughs> yeah so it's you know you hit me you got your shot in now it's time for my turn and you know bye <laughs> so yeah Um, what was your original rating when you first watched it before we talked about doing it for the show Ooh, I think I gave it, um, I think I gave it a six. Um, and then when I watched it again, it upped it to a seven. Um, I usually start off with a six, try to, you know, just, and since I didn't finish it, I didn't want to change my rating, but when I finished it, I was like, you know, this is a pretty good show. It's nothing completely out of the ordinary. You've seen several aspects of it before, but it does enough right that it's just enjoyable the whole way through. Yeah, and and that's that's the way that I looked at it too. Like I gave it I think first time through I gave it a 7, like I give everything else. And then I think by the time I finished it, I think I ended ended up giving it a 8. Um like overall. And it's Again, it's it's not reinventing the wheel. It's using a lot of the same uh, isekai tropes. Um, if you watch a lot of like the video game style anime, um, it does that too. Uh, a lot of the you know doing side missions, fighting little monsters and stuff like that. But it's it's different enough with the way that Maple gets her powers that it makes it more refreshing and interesting compared to oh I'm overpowered already because I've spent hours and hours playing this game so that's why I'm overpowered oh it's so much fun to watch the unique ways she gets her abilities like how she just eats a dragon in like episode 2 just eats it alive and then gets the ability to like use it to blast poison at people that's just so creative and I love it it's so adorable yeah and it's like when um, it's like when she gets the ability to like resist fire or explosive damage, she goes and eats like a ladybug, and then again, that's like her main thing on how she gets her power. Or all of her like cool powers is usually she ate something. She just or she eats was just, living creatures. <laughs> she she either devours it or she gets like pummeled down to absolutely nothing, and that's how she gets her you know random random powers. Oh, it's great. So, uh, let's go favorite character. Uh, best sorry, best character, worst character. In your opinion, what do you find, or who's the worst character and who's the best character? Okay, worst character is really easy for me. Um, not that any of the characters were bad because it's 
it's it's not an insanely like well written show and it's not trying to be but the character that really just didn't work for me is Kanade. She's one of the supporting ca- characters. Oh, this show has a really solid mm. supporting cast, by the way. I, I, I really like all of them, especially Kuromu. He's just wholesome boy. But no, Kanade, she's the, the little one with, with red hair that gets that the glowy thing <laughs> that just lets her store yeah, the, powers. The, yeah, the weird-looking um, uh, Rubik's Cube-looking thing. Yeah, she she didn't work for me because like you know she just kind of showed up out of nowhere and then was just always there. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, she just seemed so much more lacking than all the other characters, and it just it it didn't it didn't really um I don't know appeal to me even less than Kasumi. And Kasumi is that type of character that just never works. Like in almost every harem show. Um, granted, this isn't a harem, but. Uh, it, there's the samurai girl that wears pink and has long black hair and just talks formal. And even Kasumi was a little bit better than Kanade, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck. I think... I think worst character for me... I think it's just... I The one character I didn't like is uh, Mai. Um, she's the... Uh, the leader of the um, the fire or the flame the flame emperors uh, she's the guild master for the flame emperors I, I just think I think the main reason why I don't like her is I think just because we didn't get a lot of like screen time with her and when you did get screen time with her and she lost she just acted like a spoiled brat you know no I okay I, I kind of liked her um she wasn't anything amazing, but I liked the fact that she just kind of broke the stereotype of how every, you know, that character just always super stuck up and like, I will lead my people. Instead, it's like she kind of broke it a little bit how whenever her, her followers weren't there and she made a mistake, she would just start crying. And I thought, I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, it was, again, it was... I, I, like I said, the main reason why I wasn't a fan is just the little bit of screen time we got is just the character was just not, like, the best kind of character, you know? And then, obviously, she goes on to, like, make a one-sided feud with Maple, and obviously Maple has no idea that this is going on. So, like, that's what really ruins ruins the character for me, you know? It's just not enough screen time, so you can't really, like, get a final feel of the character, you know? And... Like my my strong second is just like you said is that um yeah like uh, Kasumi too yeah that or not uh yeah uh, which character was it actually uh Kanade yeah Kanade sorry Kanade yeah Kanade was mine but it's just mainly because Kanade is like she doesn't do like, anything <laughs> I don't know it's just. Yeah, it just show the character shows up and it's just oh you're part of the guild. She's just like, there. <laughs> it didn't even make sense yeah. why they would ask her to be a part of it. She literally did almost nothing the whole time. Yeah, literally almost nothing. And then you know, don't don't get me wrong, it's pretty cool having the ability to like store like magical spells and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, give some give us something. You know, more meat to the potatoes. You know. So, uh, best character. We're probably going to have the same answer for this. It has to be Maple. Like, 
tell me I'm wrong. Maple is just she's just she's just a cinnamon roll. She's just so adorable and just kind of just moes her way through everything accidentally in just the cutest way possible, being overpowered but not even also obviously. I mean, she's supposed to appeal to everybody. She is the protagonist, but I don't know. I love all of her random abilities that she gets. <laughs> like how at the start she can just blast poison and then by the end she's both an angel and like just this machine god just being able to blast anything with like firepower. It's 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 just amazing. <laughs> and not just that, it's also the fact that she can turn into a fucking Godzilla too. That really Oh, I forgot about that. Well. <laughs> she could just turn yeah, into the, Godzilla atroc- and just eat people. <laughs> No, that that was insane when she when she took, uh, did that for the first time. It's like, oh my god, it's so dope. And then you get like, it's funny, it's funny when she she whips it out because it's like her trump card in a way. And there's like the the one scene near like the end of the first season when she's just walking around in a giant lizard form and just nuking groups. And then because they uh, they they enlarged her and they also like. Uh, like kind of like shadow cloned her uh, and like duplicated her so she was just going around and destroying things and it was like four of these massive uh, maple monsters just destroying everything absolutely love it I love how they make the, oh, yeah. the cutest and most wholesome character into the most disgusting monster imaginable it's great yeah so as our, uh, so here's a little a bit of a, a backstory in a way of the the show um, and the so- the original source material. So the original source material uh, came out in September of 2017, the light novel, and it's actually it's still going, I believe, and it's currently sitting at ten volumes, um, as of what like Wikipedia says. So. It's it's a, a light novel that I probably would like to actually pick up in the future and read, because I, I found the show just so fascinating that I would. It's one of the shows that I would go back and I would read the source material. And yeah, I would honestly start with the light novels, and then there was a manga that came out uh, back in 2018, and right now it's currently only sitting at like three volumes of the manga. So. The only reason that's, why I don't know if I would want to read the light novel for it is because I feel like one of the biggest appeals of the anime is seeing Maple just be adorable going through everything in just the most wholesome way. And while reading it would probably be still be interesting, you kind of lack the um, the visual aspect of just her being cute, which is kind of disappointing. And... I mean, I, I'll probably just stay stay anime only, especially if they make another season. And something we didn't talk about is the action scenes are surprisingly really well animated and choreographed. Like, it's not something you would expect from a show like this, but some of some of the sakuga is just ooh, it's it's sublime. And you like yeah, you'll see it happen. You're just like, wow, I was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, no, it gets really good, especially when you start. Or like my favorite parts of the show is usually when they were doing the events. Because this really got to show you like a little bit of what everyone was able to do that was part of uh, Maple Tree. So you, you got to see Maple go around, do the random moe, go and do cute things, 
stumbling across X mission and she's able to do it very quickly because she's basically got everything. And then you would cut to like Sally who's like running through and killing players during the second event to go and collect uh I think it was the second event. When they were running around collecting the orbs. Is either the second or the fourth? There were uh, three main events and then a side event, right? The first one was just yeah. the uh, the battle royale, and the second one was the the coin gathering one, and then there was the yeah. the really the really small one where they just like herded sheep or something. <laughs> yeah, it was like the the weird sheep things, and they were getting the cowbell. I think that was when, I think that was around the time that she got the uh, atrocity ability. I think it was around then. Was it? Then, no, yeah, I think like, you're right. I think I, it was during that event when everyone was just had doing like just the small things, and then she's like fighting the devil. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was either she got the atrocity or was that giant um, the mech mode that she has? I think she got during that time. And uh, yeah, those, those are those, those, that was like the best one. I think was like getting to watch her go and fight. Like, all these mini-bosses. I honestly think that was, like, the best part of the show. Oh, yeah, the best part of the show was her getting her crazy, wacky abilities into strange ways and then seeing the reactions to the people after she gets them. Exactly. And, and again, like I said, that, that, that made it for me, too. Like, the whole them, her getting the powers and that. And then you slowly start seeing, like, the rest of the group starting to develop their own powers. Like, um... Chrome, who is the the other big shield guy, the uh, Kur- uh, Kuromu, he's the one that went through and got like the undead lord, I believe, was like leading up to the fourth event, like the like the, the team battle the end of yeah the team battle. I think he got the undead lord around that time, and I find that like. That's one of the most fascinating powers is that when he dies, he gets that 50-50 chance of being brought back or if he just stays dead. So I, I, I found that, like, probably the most fascinating thing. And plus, he's, he again, he's, like, you know, such a wholesome character, too. Oh, I love Kurumu. He's just, he's just a nice guy that just wants to protect his friends, and I absolutely love him for it. So, what was your favorite form of maple? Mm. Oh, yeah, because she does have a lot of forms. Um, not the angel form. I don't. I don't like the. I mean, I like the uh, the ability, but the design t- doesn't work. She's adorable with, um, you know, wearing the black with her black hair. The aesthetic really works, but then when she starts glowing yellow, it's a little bit unappealing to my eyeballs <laughs> probably mm, probably I, <laughs> when she just turns into a big ball of, of wool it's not really a form but I just think it's so funny and adorable that I like when she just becomes a big ball of wool or that one time when she uh, combined her wool with poison and was just <laughs> a big ball of poison covered wool and no one could go near her to help her and I thought that was just amazing. <laughs> I I think one of my one of my favorite forms of hers. It's not really a form, but you see it like 
It only shows like once in uh, the show, and that's when she goes into like that um, the orb, the poison orb, and she's trying to climb or get down like a mountain. Oh, and she just rolls down the mountain. Rolls all the way down, yeah. And she's like, "It's a really good way to get around if you have poison resistance." <laughs> and she's just like you. dizzy and falling over. Oh, it's so adorable. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I honestly, I think my number one uh, favorite, um, I, I guess form would be the machine god. Like, I honestly like that machine god form. Oh, it's so cool. Where she got, and then the animation for it too, like. There was times where it looked really good, and then there was times where it kind of looked kind of eh. But I, I mean, most animes are like that with their animation, is that it's a hit and miss when it comes to certain things that they do. Yeah, the machine god form is it's it 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 really is where it's at, and I'm much more of like a fantasy guy myself than I am like hard sci-fi and. But for some reason, the uh, just the big guns that she just pulls out of nowhere, <laughs> I kind of love it. There's something, I think it's be something yeah. about small girls with big guns just is so funny to me that I just almost love it. Like, every single time it, like, shows up in an anime. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I'm, like like I said, I, uh, I, I like the, the form because she can just... She just randomly pulls out, like, her one arm turns into a giant fucking cannon and stuff like that. I, f- I, just, I find it so fascinating just how she could just randomly just pull out things from that form more than, like, her other forms, you know? Yeah, oh, something that I wanted to, uh, wanted to talk about is, it's, I find it funny that the game that they play in the, in the show is so bad. <laughs> it's a it's a really bad game. It's completely unbalanced and the devs are constantly having to like like just basically chase Maple's tail in order to like try to balance it out because she just inevitably breaks it the moment they fix it. And it's just so funny how just like how broken and bad the game is, but everyone's there to just have a good time, so it just works. I, I mean like if you really want to think about it like most game like this it gives off a vibe of like day one release of games like cough cough have, cyberpunk 2077 cough cough <laughs> like uh yeah no I've, I've played games where you know on day one release uh you get like the random person who's like overpowered because they literally sink their life into playing the game which is I, I mean it, it makes sense in a way that we're we're watching this all unfold because it's not long after it originally releases that the story kind of takes place and it kind of makes sense that the the developers are still like working out the kinks because again most video games are like that so it makes sense that it would cut to the you know the the devs going oh well we should be changing this because this is overpowered or, you know, we should limit how many times Maple can use her shield and everything else, you know? Yeah, and a small touch that I really enjoyed is even though just watching it, you can tell the game is bad, but you can also tell how much the devs really enjoyed making it. Like, 
You know, you can really see when, like, passion is put into something. And the creators of this anime, they really wanted it to look like the devs of the game had passion for what they did. Like, with the couple areas, like, the time when they, like, drank the sky and it turned their hair different colors. Just putting little, like, little sprinkles of stuff like that in just shows that the developers were enjoying the game they made, even though they didn't make it very well. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was, it's... Again, it's one of those really... It, it was, you know, for the concept of it where we're slowly starting to get these video game-style animes like SAO, and then you had the spin-off Gun Gale Online, and you had Bill Fury, and there's probably a lot more video game-styled anime out there. Yeah, there's a show um, called Infinite Dendrogram like the- that aired at the exact same time as Bill Fury, which is just another another anime about playing a VR MMO. Mm. And I th- I think that's it, it's starting to become it's becoming the new isekai is the video game uh, deep dives and everything else and I, I'm I'm not against it I kind of like the idea of you know something a little bit different than your stereotypical isekai like kind of like uh, ReZero and stuff like that right where it's like both Bo Fury is not really an isekai to say because it's not really because I've, I've had this conversation in uh, the An- Anime Summit Discord group and that is shows like um, Inuasha and stuff like that, are they really considered an isekai? Technically, a lot of people say it is because it does take place in a different world and isekai roughly translate to different world. So, is Bo Fury an isekai? My, That's up to debate. My answer is no. And, um, see, I consider... So, for what makes an isekai, I feel like it has to be, like, the character goes from a an existing, like, knowledge of what the world that they live in is, goes from that to directly into a, a new experience of a world that they have to inhabit. And in Bofuri, she still lives in the real world. She just plays in a video game. So I, I can't say that it's an isekai, but that doesn't change the fact that if you like isekai and you're looking for that type of thing, watching this will probably satisfy you on that front. Mm. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's how I feel. You know, it's... Again, it's that conversation of it takes place in a different world. But again, though, like you were saying, she does go back to her time. And, you know, it's just it's just one of those slippery slopes that it's very easy to get into when you talk to people, especially like hardcore isekai fans. Like myself. Because they go... Yeah, I'm, I would consider myself like an average fan of isekai. It's normally what I watch, but I normally like leaning towards more of the shonen side of anime because you know it's comfort food for the soul and uh, you know it, I, I find it comfort food it, you know you could do slice of life and stuff but I'm like if I really want to watch a slice of life I would just turn on regular TV you know sometimes you just gotta see big buff dudes beating each other up <laughs> yeah you know that's that's what it comes down to some days you know you just need a bunch of muscular people just beating each other up but uh, what was your favorite episode? 
favorite episode? Hmm. It's kind of difficult to answer that because they all bleed together. They're basically <laughs> all the same thing. Um, probably... I'm going to say the episode when uh, Maple and Sally went hunting for a, for a guild hall. That was a pretty good episode. There's, there, Mine? Not much happens, oh, but there's right. just something about, I don't know, you know, these two best friends just walking around in this game world that they love playing, just looking for a place that they can call their home where they can hang out with their friends. It was just so wholesome. And then, of course, they picked a tree, and tree houses are just amazing. So <laughs> that's probably my favorite episode because it's just so so calm and wholesome, and it really just sets it up for the remainder of the season. Mm. I, I I like that episode too, um, and I, I kind of find it ironic that they go and they uh, their base is a, a tree, and then obviously they name it Maple Tree. Maple Tree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's also funny that that Maple's animal companion's name is Syrup, as well. It's just a bunch of so bad maple puns. <laughs> I kind of that, love that's, it. That's what it is. It's just a yeah. It's kind of it's again. It's that we're not trying to be too funny, but hey, let's put a bunch of puns in there, you know? And yeah, no, I would... Oh, I think my favorite episode would be... I think it would probably be the last episode. Or, yeah, it would have been that last episode where Maple and Pain fought. I just... I loved that fight. It was so good. And I, I would honestly say it's probably one of the better fights of the show. Of the... Like, our first season of this so would you say that it's the best fight I I mean it's one of the longer fights that actually kind of made it better Um, I honestly don't even know what in your opinion what would be the best fight in the show Hmm. For me personally, I my favorite fight was probably when Sally fought the um when she fought that like underwater like snake creature like alone. It was it was really interesting to see her like do the fighting underwater and swimming around and holding her breath. I there's something about f- fight scenes underwater that are really hard to pull off and somehow this show did it really well and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I I yeah, I found it very actually really. That was actually a really good fight. Again, I think I think mine honestly would be Maple versus Pain just because those like cuz it kind of fit over like a little bit of an episode and a half ballpark-ish and it was just it really showed Maple was able to be defeated, which I think is why I liked it, because it really showed that just because Maple's overpowered in her defense does mean that she's not still able to be defeated, you know? Yeah, I, I'm a little bit hazy on it, because I didn't rewatch it, like... I rewatched it, like, a month or so ago, but... uh I, I remember there being like a lot of different aspects to it because at that point she has all of her abilities so she, they weren't limited to whatever they had at the beginning which makes it just more of a dynamic fight yeah like like the only thing that really 
saved her from losing was going into the atrocity mode. Like when she went to that was when she was able to defeat pain, but it was, she was on like her last bit of HP before she transformed. Because again, when she goes atrocity form, she gets a shit ton of HP. And yeah, that's honestly, that's what saved her in the fight. If she didn't have that ability, pain would have beaten her. But did you like pain as a, as an antagonist? Again, it's one of those, like, we got very little screen time. Um, I'm hoping with uh, Season 2 coming out is that we'll start getting a little bit more screen time with uh, the other guilds and their leaders and stuff so we can get, like, a grasp on, like, the characters. Um, as As a protagonist, I would say he's not the worst... But he's not the best. He just came yeah. off as like <laughs> cautious, brooding, edgy boy, and <laughs> it, I I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much. But yeah, like like I was saying, uh, ladies and gentlemen who are listening to this wonderful conversation, that was at the very end of season one. We were given a announcement that there will be a season two. And um, a lot of the rumor circulation uh, committee of the internet are to believe that we could be seeing the new season in this year. Um, There hasn't been like an official release date, but they're saying that we could be seeing it as early as this year, which I have no problem with. I am like super stoked when we eventually get the second season. And I know we're going to be obviously talking about season two when it's out and it's finished. Oh, definitely. I'm, I can't wait. And I just looked at it and I noticed that it's made by Studio Silverlink, which has done a lot of shows. Um, one from this year that they did is the uh, the Misfitted Demon King Academy. Oh, that's such a good show. Um, and Kokoro Connect from 2012, which is one of my favorite shows that hopefully we'll be talking about soon. Um, so yeah, Silverlink, a uh, solid studio, and they kind of, they they did it right. They played it a little bit safe with Bofuri, but they did enough right that it just kind of worked. Had a great time watching it. Mm. Oh yeah. And, and then obviously like their other, like other list of things that they've put out, even like last, last year, you had Bofuri which had 12 episodes. You had My Next Life as a Villainess. Dude, roads, that show was so good. Doom. <laughs> that that I have to I have to watch that. I've heard so many people talk about it that I'm like I have to watch this. Um and then you have The Misfit of Demon King Academy which was freaking amazing if you're a fan of like the overpowered fantasy characters. Um on our, and then you have our last crusade, or the rise of, or, or the rise of a new world, and then non non, bio biori nonstop, is coming out this year through um, these guys. That would be so the uh, the third season, I believe, of non non biori. I'm <laughs> I'm honestly, yeah, I, I have I didn't watch too much of non non biori, but. Highly recommended listening to the Otaku Melancholy episode that they just did about it. It was very enjoyable to listen to. 
I got I got I got I just got caught up on all the other podcasts that I listen to, so they're definitely on the list of stuff stuff to check out. And yeah, if you guys ever want to check out those podcasts we mentioned uh, before, we talked about uh, the Anime Bros. Um, those those guys are awesome. Uh, they were my first guests that I had on the show, and we're gonna have them uh, in sometime in February because they're all booked up for guest spots and everything else for uh, January. So we'll have them either mid to end of January. Um, and then I got like the Anime Summit, all them, all those guys are amazing people. Their shows, fantastic. Uh, all their podcast episodes are really good. Um, yeah, uh, we're going to hopefully have the guys from uh, Otaku Melancholy on too, hopefully in the future. And yeah, it's... 2021 for talking anime is going to be really good. You know, we got Sky here now, so the shows are going to be going like around an hour long. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, every Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, that's when these drop. And we're aiming to do weekly. Uh, if something changes, uh, always check the uh, social medias, uh, talking anime on Instagram talking anime on twitter um i don't tweet uh i don't do twitter anymore so there is a twitter account it just isn't active um again instagram's best best spot to find out what's going on in the world of talking anime because i post there and then of course obviously the discord group if you're a fan of the show you liked it give us a five star review on any platform that does reviews um, every, every little bit helps. Um, I'm a- we're aiming to make this as good, if not better, than some of the other amazing anime podcasts out there. Uh, and yeah, uh, next week, uh, I don't believe we have anything planned, but we do have something lined up for our Spirit Breaker episode. And I am really excited to binge some Ooh, really crappy anime. That one's going to be a doozy. Can't wait. Because we talked about, what was the one that we said we were going to It was Wonder out? Momo. <sighs> Wonder Momo. And if you guys haven't watched that, that is on the list of some of the worst reviewed anime on Mal. Again, our Spirit Breaker is where it's we literally talk shit about the worst animes ever made and cannot wait to talk about this five part OVA thing. Oh, that it looks so bad. Uh, I, I've seen a couple of the screenshots of the animation and oh man, for the time it came out, I am appalled. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Sometimes guys, you just gotta I watch some bitch. really bad shows. That that's what it is. You gotta you gotta watch the worst if you want to watch the best. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I have been Mitch. I've been Sky. And this has been Talking Anime. I will we we I gotta remember <clears throat> we now we will see you guys in the next episode. Peace out. Bye guys.